Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Stuart Wiggins from Induna Advisors, where he offers fractional chief operating officer services and brings resources together to help scale your business. I have Jim Lee. He's a financial futurist at Stratfi. He has 30 years experience. He is the author of the book, Foresight Investing, A Complete Guide to Finding Your Next Great Trade. And I have Alexi Bracey. She's a cancer reversal expert focusing on health and healing from the holistic side. The question I have today, how do you figure out what you want out of life? Jim, kick us off. So uh, I'm going to cue off some work by uh, Otto Scharmer at MIT. He's an economist. And uh, he looks at evaluating the possibilities of what you, you know, could possibly do from three different lenses. Uh, one is from the mental lens, which is how you think about things. The second is through the emotional lens, which is how you feel about things. And then the third is really just gut, sort of mm. physical preservation, what just kind of feels good for you. So uh, yeah, a few different approaches to thinking about. Hmm. Okay, that's a good place to kick us off. For me, it's what feeds my soul. What gets me up in the morning that I'm excited about? What, how can I impact somebody's life, make a difference, and at the end of the day, feel like I, I did something worthwhile? Of course, I have a different tan on this. I think it's all based on your curiosity. I mean, do you ever really know what you want in life? I think that the people that when they're young know they want to be a doctor or a lawyer, bravo to them. But in fact, I think if you're curious about different things, then you're always going to be exploring, trying to find out what it is. I mean, I'll give myself just as a quick example. I've been a military officer. I've been, worked in logistics and retail. I've worked in uh, wholesale logistics. I've worked in nonprofit. I've run my own small business. I've run a $3 billion business. And now I'm doing this. So it's really a matter of exploring all the different things that are out there. Because if you assume that you only have a short time here and this life as you know it, mm. then why not explore all the different things that are out there? And that all comes through curiosity. So it's not a matter of what I want. It's a matter of Am I going to get a chance to do the things that I want because I'm curious? Hmm. I think you and I are more similar than maybe the other two, um, Stuart, because I don't know if I've ever done what I want. I've always just done the thing that's the next thing in front of me that seemed to make the most sense. And I wonder sometimes, have I missed out on adventures because I don't specifically step outside my comfort zone and let me go ride a motorcycle across Europe? Like that's never been a thing for me. So do I want to do that? I don't think so, but. The nice thing about using curiosity as sort of a directional tool is that it gives you the motivation and the energy to carry it through. Mm. So I, I think that's what, what makes it work. I am very curious. I'll give it that. And I have lots of different hobbies and things that I do, but the, the part for me, I think that trips me up and maybe you guys can help me with this is what do you want out of life? And that sounds like an end goal. I don't know if I have an end goal. I think Lexi kind of hit on it though, the value that she can add through life, uh, through the end. So you don't know what the end goal is. You don't know whether today's the end or three years from now is the end. To me anyway, it's important to take each day as though the, this, this is the end goal and try to have, have as impact as, as much as you can. I mean, like I've been fortunate because I've been in leadership roles and I'm very satisfied that people that I led 
in the 80s still in communication with me today. That tells me that I've had an impact on them, no, no matter how small. Sorry, what, what do you want to be remembered for when you leave this earth plane? People are at your 10-year uh, eulogy. What are they going to say that what great thing or one thing that you did that really impacted them? Am I weird that I don't care? No, it doesn't. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And, and I think you can um, also attempt to do multiple things over the course of your lifetime. I mean, Stuart's reinvented himself several times, and I know you have as well, Robin. Mm -hmm. And in going through that reinvention gives you a little bit more depth and breadth. And it's not just about one thing, but maybe it could be about one thing now. I'm a big believer in lifelong learning. Because I think that if you're in a lifelong learning mode, then it's going to keep you young. So that doesn't mean like formal education. That doesn't mean constantly reading. It could mean just talking to someone. I mean, these quick hits, to me, this is part of lifelong learning. Hmm. We talk about subjects that I may not even have thought about. And I get to hear the opinions of people from all over the world. And I get to hear their aspect. So that's um, why I say the lifelong learning aspect of it. Well, that's what feeds my soul is just by talking to different people about, on both different subjects, as opposed to rehashing the same stuff over and over again. People are, are fixated on the weather. You can't change the weather. Who cares if it's going to rain? Who cares if it's going to snow? Just things that are more impactful, more meaningful, give you food for thought, food for your soul. That's what feeds my soul. And like you said, I'm a lifelong learner. I'm so interested in so many different topics. But we're all not, not everybody is. Some people are the same thing, doing the same thing over and over again, and they don't want to rock the boat. They're happy doing that. Whereas I want to rock 15 different boats. Do you wonder about those people? <laughs> I'm serious. Do you wonder about those people that just don't have any, I know we've used the word a couple of times already, curiosity about anything else beyond their four walls? Oh, I've met people like that. And I run, I go the other way. What can I say? Maybe they've reached what they want and they're contented there and that's okay. I, I mean, isn't the other side of it worse where you think you want something and you get there and you're like, oh, didn't want this, go somewhere else. I don't know. I, I, I'm not judgmental, I guess, of people who don't have curiosity. I think it's interesting. I can't imagine that being my life. Oh, well, that's an interesting conversation that's happening right now, um, intergenerationally between the millennial generation and generation Z. Mm. The millennial generation sort of with startup culture, we're all about being passionate about what you do mm. and just putting 110% into it. And sort of the generation behind that is let's do a little bit more like work-life balance and just be happy with what we have. Mm. And, and, and I think we're seeing that shift happening right now on a more collective level. And is that... It's interesting to think about what a generation wants and the pressure that that might put on that generation of people to conform. Well, yeah. And that also kind of leads to this issue of mimetic desire. And that is wanting what you want because you think other people want it too. And, and, mm -hmm. and that can be a trap. I mean, that can be, that can be a real issue for your happiness if you're not pursuing what you intrinsically want, need, or desire. Okay, so that goes circles back to our original question, which is how do you tell if what you want is what you want, or if you're getting it from the outside, the culture's expecting it of you? 300 million people in this country, all of them are going to give you a different answer. 
Some people know what they want. Some people don't know what they want. Some people think that they this is what they want, and then they get it, and they're not satisfied at all. Well, I, again, I think this ties back to what Stuart talked about, intrinsic curiosity. Mm. And, and that if you're not really curious or intrigued by that proposition, then maybe that proposition shouldn't be on the radar screen for you. If it feels like it's an obligatory type of thing, mm. that's a real good indicator that you're not into that idea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we talked earlier about generational. I just wonder if the baby boomers felt more pressured to be in line with norms, but each generation feels like they have the latitude to be less in line with norms and follow their hearts and desires. I haven't put a lot of thought to it, but that's what triggered in my mind. I would agree with that. Totally would agree with that. Doesn't that mean the norms are changing though? Oh, yes. Well, I also feel that the boomers were exceptional in that they had the generational clout to do what they wanted to do. They had the numbers to back themselves up. And, and they took things in entirely different directions from one decade to the next. And if you look at the boomers of the 1970s, they were very, very different from the boomers of the 1980s in terms of their aspirations. So I think what we've come to is full circle is that knowing what you want out of life is challenging because there's so much cultural pressure and generational pressure and norms and expectations that actually looking in there and figuring out what do I want might be harder than people think it is. Don't let others uh, set the battlefield for you or level set for you with what it is you want. You get what you want and you, because you're the only person who has to be satisfied with your choices. I guess you have to say, don't not do something just because someone thinks you should. If it's something you want to do and someone thinks you should, you might run the other way because you don't want to be should into something. That's not ideal either. Well, that is our 10 minutes. So I'm going to cut us off there. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I knew it was going to be hard and I appreciate it. I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.